No, that's right. If you are tuned in, then you have now positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Now, I hope you are pursuing excellence, but if you are not making a difference with your life, then you have come to the right place today. Welcome to this introspective episode of Become Undeniable. I am your new favorite host, Brad Austin. Killing it on the mic and as always, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts while providing undeniable value to you every step of the way. Now, there's a reason why these shows like the one you are about to listen to right now. One of the reasons is because, really, I am tired of people allowing their circumstance to claim victory over them. Tired of it. I'm tired of God Almighty being given a bad name due to the actions of very flawed people. Now, hold up a second, all right? God does not need me to protect him, all right? It's not about that at all. I'm just one little schmuck doing a show, right? It's about the fact that so many people are allowing the ignorant to shape their view of God, all right? Which keeps them from the growth and peace that he wants to provide you and every one of us. That's a fact. My special guest has experienced both sides of life and now helps others experience true breakthrough. She is a Christian trauma coach and a childhood sexual abuse survivor herself. Gina Rokowski, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. I just, I just, I was literally writing down what, some of the things that you said. I, it's like allowing the ignorant to shape their view of God. Yes. I love it. It's the truth. Oh my though. gosh. I, it is. The, oh my gosh. I, yes, yes, yes. Oh, it, it drives so me insane. Though, right? You know, oh, you know, Christians are weirdos and God is like, Jesus isn't cool. And oh, I mean, I heard somebody yesterday, I was watching this little video about, um, it's like an apologetic or something. Is that what they're called? They, that, right. Um, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, people think Jesus is a weird you know, like, like, you know, something to that effect. I'm like, you know, kind of um, paraphrasing, but his comment was something like, ask that person, like, are you thinking of the, uh, the Christianity is weird. He said, are you talking about the, the culture? Or are you talking about the person of Jesus? You know, and I was like, that's really, that's, I thought that was very powerful because we only know what we think about, you know, people's view of God is shaped by what they show us every day on the TV or on the news or, you know, on the podcast or on TikTok or on blah, blah, blah. And it drives me nuts because of the agenda behind trying to make God a weirdo and Christians out to be weirdos when, you know, God is, I mean, Jesus said, I am the, I am the truth. You know, the truth will set you free. Like, and that's what everybody's Mm -hmm. looking for is like freedom. But you know, instead they're chasing happiness and enlightenment or whatever it is and and thinking that, oh, you know, if you love God and you're Christian, then you're like a right-wing conspiracy Nazi freak. And it's like, that's just, that's not true, you know? Um, So yeah, no, I wrote, I wrote that down. That was a good one. So let's talk about that really quickly before I ask Mm -hmm. the first question I have for you, because I mean, I mean, let's, let's be honest, right? If, um, 
if we look at the state of society, especially in the U.S., if we look at the state of people around the world and, and, and the state of what people value, right, what people spend their time on, what people allow um, to infiltrate their hearts and their minds, then, yeah, I think we can see how Jesus Christ would be considered weird, yep. right? He's <laughs> in an age where people are so quick to anger, for example, it's, um, it's not the easiest thing or unweird to hear, well, love your enemy as well. Right. Right. right? Turn the other cheek. Don't get into the argument. Oh, right? yeah, Whatever right. it is. Right? You <laughs> yes. see what I'm saying? So it, I guess it is. I guess it's not that weird for people to say that we're weird or Jesus is weird because they just, the, the truth is Gene, and we'll get to this, that they, ha they just have not, um, they have not experienced yes. God himself. Yes. They, um, they're, the, there is a big bridge where many people are between saying it's, it's weird and actually experiencing his peace right. and experiencing his, movement in their lives. And, and I hope that bridge is shortened. Um, and maybe the show can help them do that. Sure, so what, so why, Gina, why did you commit suicide or try to commit suicide in 2003? Now, I hate to just rip the bandaid off. I mean, like I, that, I mean right? if you're going to talk about it, you have to talk about it. You know, like I, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, listen, I mean, I, in, in 2003, I didn't remember most of my childhood. Um, all I knew was that I had been like in and out of psych wards that I was addicted to, um, you know, every, you know, any drug you could think of with the exception of like shooting up drugs, you know, I was addicted to Clonopin. I was addicted to Xanax. I had prescriptions for every pain pill you can imagine. Um, you know, I had really, I was really struggling. I had, I, for 20 years, I had seizures that were diagnosed as epileptic seizures um, you know, I basically believed that I was crazy. I was very, very unhappy. I I felt like I couldn't do anything and I didn't really know why. So I pretty much believed that I was just crazy. And, um, you know, after, you know, years of, you know, in and out, you know, having even cognitive behavioral therapy, which didn't help, obviously I was in therapy when I tried to kill myself. Um, and I'm not saying therapy doesn't work because I'm still in therapy, but it's a better type of therapy. Um, you know, um, I, I, I mean, I, and I, and at the time I did not realize I had, I had lost a lot of my memories of childhood of being sexually abused. And I had had a terrible marriage, um, that I, I was, I got divorced in like 1990. Um, and my husband was very abusive. Um, and I had started having flashbacks of that abuse in 2000, I guess maybe a year or so earlier. Um, and basically it just, just got to a rock bottom place of what, you know, I can't do, I can't live like this anymore. So you kind of answered my question already, as far as I was going to ask you to lay out the events that, that brought you to make such an attempt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it sounds like you were abused as a child. Unfortunately you, um, and again, I may mess up the order, right. but, um, you, you got into drugs of all kinds. Um, then you ended up in an abusive relationship and with an abusive husband, um, we're in and out of mental hospitals. Um, it sounds like it was a, 
honestly, Gina, it sounded like it was a pretty rough go of it, man. Yeah. What, it, it, I mean, my, it, it was hard. I mean, I don't even know. Sometimes I don't know how to describe. And I think unless you've been through it, what I would, the way I would describe it, you'd be like, what? But <laughs> excuse me. Um, it, you just feel like you're kind of floating. I don't even know if floating along is the right words. It's just like, um, you're, you're, you're not even sure you're a, you're a, a self, you know, or you're a, you, you know, mm -hmm. you, you hate this person that you think you are, you know, it's why I get really, um, you know, self-help nonsense really is a soapbox I get on because when you don't want to be a, a self, you, you don't think you're worthy. You know, you don't want to be the self you think you are. Why are you going to go out and get a book about how to fix that? Like how to like work on that self when you, you know, and I think that, it's really important, you know, for people to understand that when you are in such a dark place of, you know, having complex trauma where, you know, it is, it, the abuse impacts not just your, your nervous system, but your sense of self, then you, it's just, mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to do anything but survive and, and barely do so. Yeah. So it's, I mean, how, I want to ask you a two-part question that I just wrote down. Like what, how important, and, and before you tell me where or how someone should establish their identity, all right? I mean, why is identity so important to the individual? Well, I mean, that's a really good question. I, I, I think we wander around, you know, speaking for myself and from what I see in the yeah. world, um, you know, there's this search for worth. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and I, I also think that there's also a deep in, you know, even Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, the sense of belonging. And mm -hmm. so there's this, you know, like, who am I is kind of like the question of the century or whatever, you know, we, you know, for years, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, be yourself. And now it's like, well, if you want to be a man and you're a woman, be a woman and be a man, blah, 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 you know, and it's like, all of a sudden, who you are is, is so incredibly related to your sense of safety and your sense of worth, that I think this is what mm -hmm. happens. And, you know, one of the things that I learned over the years is that suffering happens when we get stuck in one of our roles. So if you get stuck and you're like, I'm, you know, I'm an abuse, uh, I'm a victim, poor me, you know, I were, you know, for years and years, I got stuck as the victim, you know, I thought, well, I certainly have a right to like, have no life and be sad and, you know, whatever it is, because, you know, I was sexually abused. And then it became, uh, now, now I'm the survivor, you know, and it was like, you know, my therapist actually said to me one time, do you, do you know that like everything you talk about goes, refers to your being a sexual abuse survivor? And I was like, no, you know, and she said, well, there's, cause there's a lot more to you than that, <laughs> you know? And so I right. think that, you know, we, she had me draw this little thing that was like a little circle of me and then little webs of, you know, more circles of all these things about who I am. And, I know for me, the one role that I feel that helps me with my identity, no matter what, that gives me my worth that nobody can take is the fact that I'm a child of God. And that to me, you know, no, no matter what, like, I don't need to be, I don't need to belong anywhere else, but with God. And, and I'm always, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the cause of shame is a lack of unconditional love, especially growing up. Well, where do we go for unconditional love? God. 
So mm-hmm. there's all these like psychological terms and, you know, ideas and research and all. And the piece to me that misses from all of this, that is the ultimate missing piece is God and building a relationship with him, which will help calm your nervous system, give you a sense of identity that can't be taken away from you no matter what, you know, give you the love that you need, help you feel freedom, you know, give you the peace that you long for. Um, But I think that identity is just um, because we need, you know, there's this need to be like, know who we are of some sort. You know, but you can't, if you're going to define yourself by one thing, you're pretty much going to be screwed because, you know, what if you're not a man in a woman's body or what if you're a, you know, whatever you are, these goofy, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the the gender identity thing that you hear, I think is, is a lot of, um, you know, this search for identity and meaning and like, who am I? Well, it doesn't matter. Like what... None of that matters if you know that who you are is a lot of different things, but mainly you're a child of God. You're you're loved and you're safe and you're worthy. So who cares? Right. Well, that's what you just I, I wrote down as you were speaking. Like when now, I mean, research has its place, science has right. its place, and everything agree, else. But I, I think we can all we can all agree after these last few years that quote unquote science is more than easily manipulated to fit agendas. Oh my gosh! People, totally. Right? And so, yes. Right. But at the same time, and if you don't see that by now, I'm sorry, go, go to another show because this is the wrong you're, show for you're, you. still, you're still asleep. Um, actually, no, stay listening to this show, especially our next level news episodes. You'll get some, you'll start yes. waking up. But, um, but, but you said what I, what I wrote down is that when you research has its place and everything else, but once you find your true identity and that's not in your experience that is not in your trauma that is not you are not a one trick one trauma pony right. you're not right you as you said you are so much more than that and once people recognize they go they find their true identity they become more independent they become more self sufficient right. they don't need this or that fill in the blank to be whole to be okay to make it through the day exactly. right so like and, and another thing you said a second ago just struck an accord with me because, again, going back these last few years, how many people not only fell for the lies, but fell for the fear, and, and their identity was based in their quote-unquote safety. Yes. Man, now that, I don't even think you realized how profound um, it was when you said it. I, it's but it's, you, it's but- interesting <laughs> you say that because I think a lot of people also found their identity in their political party. And, yes. you know, listen, I'm a conservative through and through. I'm a Christian. Okay. However, I am right. more than that. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's kind of interesting. I think this is where, you know, um, the Bible talks about not having idols, you know, like, who are you worshiping? You know, I mean, you know, I, it, it drove me insane over these last two years because, you know, there were people who were so afraid and then the mask and blah, 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 and Donald Trump and, blah, 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 blah. and I was, and I, and I was so grateful to God because I thought, you know what? I, it doesn't matter. Like I mm-hmm. am safe and loved. Like, it, it's, it's, you know, you can't take away the peace of God when you have it. You know, and, and so right. for me, it was like, what can I do? I mean, I, I can't run out into the street and, you know, 
you know, I don't know, take over the government or whatever, you know, there's like, even, you know, I mean, it, it literally gave me such a sense of peace that I felt like a lot of people didn't have. And their identities all became about, you know, their political party and, you know, bringing Donald Trump back. And it was like, I, and how, and I really thought to myself, you know, the, the, you know, the Bible tells us about, you know, keep your eyes on things above, not below. And I realized so right. many people are filling their time with podcasts about whatever they believe in, you know, podcasts about this podcast about, they have the TV on, they're watching TikTok, they're, and they're filling their bodies, minds, and spirits with fear, anger, unfairness, injustice, crap. Mm. And then they wonder why they feel terrible. Like, right. I mean, fix your eyes on God. Like, it, I mean, and I'm not saying that I wake up every morning and I put on my prayer music and then I do my soaking prayer and then I go for a walk with God and then I make my garden vegetable and I go look at my food from Jesus. Like, I'm not, I don't do that, but I do get up and, right. and I meditate and I talk with God, but I sure as heck don't put on, you know, any kind of radio show or podcast or TV that's going to upset me in any way or contradict what I know is true, which is... God's in charge. I'm not. And I'm not saying don't fight for your country. I'm just saying you have to be really careful. I, I even said to my sister the other day, how do you think Jesus felt being on this earth, knowing what he knew was going on in this world? And God was, and his father said, that's not your agenda. You're not there to mm -hmm. stop all the crime. You're not there to stop the sex trafficking. You're not there to stop, you know, that you're, you're here to help these people get to know you and get to know me so we can all, you know, be born again, be happy in heaven, la, la, la. And I said, if you think you had it tough, how do you think Jesus must have felt knowing what they were doing in Babylon and some of these other crazy places? Like, why should you be any different than Jesus? I mean, do you know what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I do. I pray about it every day. Yeah. You do what you can yes, do. Yes, you do what you can and do. And I, I think you do what you can do, whether you, whether anyone else, you know, believes that right. what we do helps, doesn't help, it doesn't matter. And I just, I find it, this is off topic, but I find it intriguing. I find it intriguing that there's, you know, every time there's a tragedy that happens, mainly school shootings yep. or whatever it is, you know, uh, all the same people on Twitter or yep. everything else, it, it, you know, there is an outpouring of, people like us to of of thoughts and prayers and blah, blah blah and then you have people who clearly don't believe and that's right. fine but who they're they're angry about the quote unquote thoughts and prayers and I'm who the same thing happened like, with oh, the shut up. thing recently with um you know yeah. with with having with the um bills player i saw on twitter people were like angry about your th you know thoughts and prayers and i thought Right. You know, I was, I, I actually was reading a little bit of it and I, and I, I saw it and I said, oh, you know what? And I, I said to God, I said, I'm so grateful that I can just scroll through that and not let, doesn't upset me anymore. Because there was a right. time when I'd be like, I mean, and now I'm just like, shake the dust, shake yeah. the dust. People are gonna, yeah. People are going to say what they want. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, people get mad about other people extending thoughts and prayers to, you know, parents who lost kids or who, whatever right. it may be. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, man, w what we're doing, whether or not you believe in it or not, doesn't matter. We are extending goodwill. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what we are That's trying to. We are trying to. I was the same thing during the holidays. I because you know you hear all this, you know, don't say happy holidays and merry Christmas and la la la. And I literally just started going around saying, here's some joy. 
I'm wishing you joy. And I just literally like right. left my nail salon. I said to my nail technician, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever. I'm just giving you joy. Like, hear me. My message to you is here's some joy. Like, right. here's, I, I'm, I'm, I go off on this all the time. I'm just like, hey, look, what on the calendar or anywhere else, what does it say on December 25th? What does it say right there? Does it say holiday? Christmas. No, no. It doesn't say holiday. It says Christmas. It doesn't. It says Christmas. That's, I'm a Merry Christmas, sir. I was, it doesn't matter if you believe it I know, or not. I, and that's why I didn't say Merry Christmas. I'm wishing you, if you think because I'm saying Merry Christmas to you that I'm somehow offending you, that's on you. That's not on me. I'm Merry Christmas. Right. I'm giving you some joy. There's that's all. Right. I'm wishing you well. I'm the Merry. If you want to interpret that as that's your thought, but right. Who cares? It the, the the holiday is what it is. It's called Christmas, and unless we are going to change. Every holiday on the calendar to say holiday, holiday right? <laughs> right? To say happy holiday right. on St. Patrick's Day, on Valentine's Day, on whatever it's, other it's freaking so day. Then I'm like, I'm going to say Merry Christmas if you think that I'm. That you're I'm not hurting horrible, anybody. That's on you, not me. Yeah, you're not hurting anybody. It's a sentiment of exactly. goodwill. Exactly. Like, what is my real message? My message is goodwill, <laughs> love. Here you go. You don't want right. it. We didn't. We're not coming to you and saying, Merry Christmas. You better find Jesus or you go going yes. to hell. Are we saying that? No. Maybe that's <laughs> so how you saying. interpret it. That's your dumb fault, not me. That's your fault, homie. Just, oh man. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to something. Let's move on to something that I'm curious about. I mean, have you, have you experienced any miracles in your life? Um, yes. Many miracle. I'll tell you. The Share at least biggest one. Miracle. Was oh, I mean, I had seizures for 20 years and I had, um, though they were diagnosed as epileptic seizures, but now that I know my history and, and I've worked with my therapists and doctors and all, it's probably most likely they were dissociative um, seizures. So, you know, I had, wow. um, you know, I went to every doctor there was, I even had brain surgery, you know, I've had, you know, it was experimental drugs, the, you know, um, alternative medicine, not anything and everything. My parents took me everywhere. And in, I guess it was like 1999 or so, um, I joined a charismatic prayer group at church, which I never thought I would do because I thought they were weirdos, speaking of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, these people are so weird. Somehow, it's, it's amazing how God, like, you, you can't really get out of God's will sometime. He just kind of is like plop. And like somehow I ended up there and I actually really learned so much about the Bible and God's promises. And I started, you know, I might, I got a Bible, like, you know, and I was like spending all my time highlighting all the verses about healing. And I was just prayed and prayed and prayed and, and my seizure stopped. And, you know, the doctors were like, what, what, what happened there? And I was like, oh, you know, I joined a prayer group and I learned about God's promises and I prayed about it and I don't know seizures anymore. And that was 22 years ago, almost. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest miracle I would say. I mean, other than my recovery and finding my, you know, God sending me my husband who, I never, I mean, I never thought I'd get married again because I was like, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I'm in graduate school and I'm in recovery early on. Like how, who's going to marry me? I don't go to bars and plop there. He was in my life. I even tried to tell him to get lost and it didn't work. <laughs> that was 16 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So, um, but wow. yeah, I mean, I, 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 and I have to remind myself of those miracles too, because sometimes I feel like God takes 
his time. I mean, it, you know, you think? <laughs> literally like, Lord, you know, I know it's been a little while, but I'd like another one, you know? So, um, but yeah, I would, that's yes. Most definitely miracles in my life. Okay. So let me, let me, let me rewind the tape a little bit. So you had surgery seizures for a long time. You, you were clearly misdiagnosed, right? I, I think so at the time, even... I don't even know if doctors knew about dissociation then because like even complex, okay. complex PTSD has, I don't even know if it's in the DSM, the most recent DSM. So um, like dissociation and some of those things are kind of fairly new in the, you know, I mean, I, I actually had a neuropsychiatrist yeah. who was the one who put me on a lot of the anti-anxiety meds and stuff like that. So I don't know if he ever suspected something like that, but we never got to it, you know, like. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is you had, it's, you had, you had brain surgery mm -hmm. for something that you didn't need to have surgery for. Well, I mean, the thing about the brain surgery was it was like experimental to an extent. Like, like they weren't, they were, okay. what they did was they drilled holes into my head. They, they shaved my head and drilled holes into my head and put these electrodes inside my brain. And they hooked me up oh, to these okay. machines for like eight weeks. And every time I had a seizure, they could actually see the brain waves. And what they were trying to decide was where's the damage, if there is any, and where can we take out that area of the brain? And what they discovered is they were coming from both sides of my brain and you can't take out two parts of people's brain, somebody's brain. So right. they never did anything. Um, but yeah, most likely the that surgery would not have been necessary, um, you know, if, you know, maybe, I don't know, like it's funny because I think so much you know, and I still don't remember a lot, which is very common, um, because I think that God has a way of, he made the body so it, it protects us in a way. You know, the trauma of being sexually abused over and over and over again by your father as a child, you know, for, you know, years and years and years is so horrible that you're, you know, my body was like, no, we're not going to, you don't need to know that, you know. Um, but then, of course, right. it manifests itself and everything else. So I, you know, and I didn't even have those memories come back to me until 2010 or so. So I mm. think that even at the time, if the doctors ex suspected something like that, that the issue wasn't get me to know that because they also probably knew that if it's so traumatic, you not you should never like force somebody to remember things. But nonetheless, you could call it unnecessary to an extent if you, you know, perhaps. To an extent, yeah. sure. I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is that you, there was a list of things that your parents tried and, and you tried to get the seizures. Oh my gosh! To stop. Uh, yeah, I mean, every Mayo Clinic, the, 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 the what you call it, one down in Baltimore, Johns Hopkins. You know, I mean, anything and everything. I mean, I yeah, I've, I had vagal nerve stimulator thing put in my. I mean, yeah, I, it was. Yeah, I mean, I never knew either. You know, because a lot of the drugs that I was on were experimental, so you know, you, you would just sign your life away to be a part of those and hope that they would work. And, you know, some of them made me hallucinate and some of them didn't help at all. It, it, you know, so, I mean, I think sometimes I think God's a, maybe God is a weirdo, but like, um, <laughs> like, I think sometimes, you know, every miracle starts out as a big mess. And I think the bigger the mess, the bigger the message in the miracle. And so I think that mm -hmm. like, 
because I had so much, nobody can say to me, well, did you try this? Or all of a sudden you tried that because no, I mean, for 20 years, we went to Miami, New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia, surgery, the surgery, this drug, that drug, this therapy. And, and I think, you know, God just made the body to go, she can't deal with this if, if, if these don't happen right now. Wow. So you tried all of those things oh, yeah. and nothing worked no. is, is where I'm going. Yep. And, and literally the only thing that, I mean, look, come to your own conclusion, right? right? right. All of those things did not work. And then the woman decides that she's going to go find some crazy people in a group. <laughs> And she's going to go pray with some crazy people in a group. I mean, I had never and heard about she's... the baptism of the Holy Spirit and and the gift. Like, it's funny because I grew up as a Catholic. And, you know, like, I, oh. yeah, there is, there's your first oh, problem. There we, that's a whole other <laughs> <Yes>. show. <laughs> and so I didn't, you know, I didn't, we didn't read the Bible. Like, I didn't know. Like, when I started reading, like, what the Bible, what she, I was like, oh, my gosh, did you know that Jesus said, by my stripes, you are healed? And I used to just walk around and literally be like, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And, and you know, and, and I'd have a seizure and I'd be like, it's okay, I don't really have, no, I don't have them anymore. Because every time I, I wanted to drive, and the issue was like, I was never able mm -hmm. to drive. So I had to go six months without a seizure. So when I started praying about this, and, I, and I'd have a seizure and I'd have to start counting all over again. And I'd go like maybe a month or maybe six weeks. or And then I'd have another one. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm no, you know. And I think that, you know, part of what really helped that healing was building a relationship with God that helped me feel safe. You know, like there's there's a certain level of, of um, you know, the, I don't know a certain level, but there's a really outstanding amount of help that happens to your body, mind, and spirit when you feel safe. And I think build, building that relationship with God and learning who he really was on a much deeper level, because I'd always felt close to him, even as a little kid. I, I used to think I'm, I'm just going to be the next like Virgin Mary because I was so I loved God so much even when I was a little kid. And I thought, oh, I have to be a nun. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to be a nun. But at any rate, so I think that the safety that I felt was – really helped my body to calm down, help my nervous system. This is why it drives me nuts when you hear all these people out there about nervous system, because it's like, you know, do this, do that, do the other thing. I'm going to tell you the best way I calm my nervous system is by resting my head in God's lap, is by hanging out with Jesus. Okay. I mean, do I wiggle my toes and breathe? Yes. Do I talk to myself in a more compassionate way now? Yes. But I believe, and even Dr. Timothy Jennings, who's a, a psychiatrist, has written several books on this. You know, the God-shaped heart, the God-shaped brain, can it really be this simple? But, hmm. and, and we all talk about attachment. That's another big thing. Insecure, you know, anxious attacher, avoidant attacher. Here's an idea. Attach yourself to God. Okay. Yeah. But I think that most people don't know what that means. I think most people don't know what that looks like. And I think a lot of people, like you said are allowing, you know, the ignorant to shape their view of God. And so they're like, I, I, I'm attached to God. <laughs> you are such a freaking right. weirdo Christian. Yeah. I mean, can it really be that simple? And I've, I've struggled with this for, for a while myself because of, you know, whatever health issue at the time or whatever, you know what I mean? It's, it just seems 
I think it's really hard to wrap your head around that. Like even even people of faith, overwhelming majority of us do not really believe it can be that simple. We don't. We don't grasp and embrace the supernatural healing power of God. But here you are telling me that the only thing that stopped the seizures, the only thing you did different is that you stopped going to the doctors and you started going to God. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the only thing that changed from the doctors. The you know we moved from Philadelphia from around we were from the Philadelphia area in in um, Westtown, Pennsylvania, very close to Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia. We my parents and, and I we moved to Florida, and we moved in this podunk little town where there was no like, I mean this was a one lane you know road with cows on each side, and you know I mean it was just becoming a place to like live and build up, and there was no mm-hmm. like fancy schmancy doctor you know i literally just was like i mean I, and i have to say it again i have this is what gives me peace when i think even about my daughter and some you know i have no idea how i ever got whatever made me decide to go to a charismatic catholic prayer group because i never in my million years i thought those people were freakazoid weirdos i mean and i couldn't get enough of it well, once i started i was like what <laughs> you gotta be kidding me <laughs> It's it's there. It's all there. It's all written. It's all it's all been done before. And it again, I still to this day have not fully embraced that power. Because again, it with every we are inundated with you know products, solutions, theories, new age oh guru stuff, um, whatever it is. I, I've never been able to grasp any of that stuff. But um, but you'll grasp all the new age and all the, all the things that people write books about and everything else. And that's not kooky at all, but Hey, right. but don't embrace, right. but, but God, that God yeah. thing is, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's just, just amazing. Drives me, it drives me bananas. It's, I mean, I'm really starting to think that my new mission or calling is to like help people understand that God's not a weirdo. Um, I mean, I know that sounds really weird, <laughs> but I sometimes think that that is really what my calling is because I, I, I mean, I'll say this much too, that even when I, when I first went into recovery and I had to get off all the, you know, and I got off all the drugs and dumped them down the toilet and went inpatient and thought, how am I going to live without these drugs? I joined AA and, you know, while I wish they would say Jesus, they don't. But at that time, you know, the, the learning about the third step, learning about the 11th step, you know, turning our will and our lives over to the care of God, um, you know, those were, that was another time that I feel like my, my relationship with God, and I mean my relationship with God, not my Christian faith, but my relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit helped me you know, it, I mean, this year will be in August will be 20 years that I've had a drink or any drug, you know, and I, at the time, I didn't think I could go two seconds, you know, so mm-hmm. I think that the relationship with God makes is, is it, it's, it has to my if I could do anything would really make it understandable, not I don't know if understandable is the right word, but like, attractive, maybe is the best word that I could say. You know, I want I want people to be attracted to have a, that to be an attractive thing for them instead of grabbing a crystal or taking a mushroom or you know whatever they're doing these days. Like it's 
you know, and, and, and I, I mean, yeah, we'll see what God wants. You know what I think? I think, um, and I've, I will be the first to admit I, I was this way before. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people forego exploring um, God, a relationship with him because they know if they really give it their all, they know if they really put their heart into it a hundred percent, that things are going to change, right? They, they have a feeling inside that things are going to change, that they are going to have to become a changed person and that maybe it'll happen automatically. Like those weird people say, right. And so Maybe they're just not ready for that. Yeah, yet. and it, it's true. Maybe. Like I heard that the guy, I forget his name I was listening to the other day, and he said, you know, some people don't want God. You know, like they're not, right. they don't, um, you know, and then I think about Jesus and I think like he, imagine being Jesus, like you're, you're God, you're the savior, and people are like spitting on you and can you get lost, you freak, you know, and and. And what did he do? He had to shake the dust. You know, I literally think about that so often of just shaking the dust because there's a part of me that wants to control it and go, no, 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 no. Please let me tell you. No, 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 you're not listening. And then I realized that if they don't want it, like, why am I going to bang my head against a brick wall? But I think you're right. right. If they don't, there's a, um, there's a vulnerability with having a relationship with God um, and I right. think some people are afraid to get hurt that maybe somehow they'll discover that, that God isn't what they think or something, but I, I don't know. I just know that I hope some way I can make a desire to seek him and know him and experience him attractive to people who are suffering. I mean, maybe they're afraid that they're going to, maybe they're afraid that if they go all in, that they're going to discover that the people who, yeah, they rely on to be their friends are no longer yeah. going to be their yeah. friends. That family is going to think you're yep. weird, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I know. Cetera. I think and that myself they, even. I think, oh. And then, <laughs> yeah. And they're just not strong enough to handle that upcoming rejection should they make this choice. I right. mean, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how else to explain to people the peace of, of God because I just don't know how to explain it except the fact that I, I felt it. And, and the truth is, tell me if I'm wrong, Gina, but if, if somebody really opens their heart and actually experiences the peace of God that they cannot explain, that, that, that people will not understand, once you experience that, it, it is very, very difficult to ever go back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right? absolutely. Yes. I, I, it is, I, I, I mean, and and I think that, you know, it's not like when you have the peace of God, you're walking around and everything in your life is just perfect because it's not. But, it, but no. what's great about it is that you always have it. Like when things really suck, you know, like I've had really, really, really bad back pain. I, I've had, I was, I had a major trigger over the holidays that caused serious pain that I, I literally couldn't move. It was so bad. And, the, and even though I was really struggling with all this pain, I still, like the first place I went was to God and was like, I, I love, like, so there was this peace. There wasn't this anxiety of, oh my God, I'm going to be like, you know, it was like, this really hurts. I'm sad. I'm afraid, but I'm, and I'm still safe and loved somehow. Like there, there, like I would, I have never once reached for a drink 
or a drug or a, a pill or an anything before I've, well, and I haven't at all, but it's, since learning about God, the God's always, always there for like always. I mean, I can't tell you how often I will close my eyes and just imagine laying my head in Jesus's at his feet on his lap, being held by the father, you know, like, I mean, you don't, there's nothing, you can't beat it. <laughs> right. Well, that's, a, that again, that is, that is a hard thing for people to grasp, right? If, if they're, if they weren't brought up with it, they'll know about it and everything else. And they think everybody else is weird and, and that's fine, I guess, but they, they won't, they're just holding themselves back, right? We understand that it, it's, it's not, it's not, I get sick of people saying, stop pushing your religion on me. No, no, no. We're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not pushing anything on you that, I mean, I haven't even asked you if you right. wanted right. anything yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. It's kind of like the whole Merry Christmas thing. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, I, I could understand it. Like you said, I'm not going to say if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Like, Right. I mean, no, no, we're not. That's not, that's not how you win people over. Nobody wants to be won over by fear. Like I'm just telling you that like, I, you know, I have peace in my life because I think sometimes people are chasing happiness and they're chasing like identity and a sense of self and they're not chasing like freedom and they're not chasing peace. They're chasing like love, you know, love is love, you know? And it's like, but you're still anxious. You're still not sure who you are. You know, um, right. you, is, why do you feel like you have to defend yourself? You know, like, you know, I, so I, I just think that like God just, God just gets a, a really bad rap in a, in a way. Um, and I would never, never, never force my beliefs on anyone. But if somebody wants to ask me, right. well, no, wait a minute, let me get this right. Like, how do you feel so it's calm, peace, safe. I mean, listen, my brother's liberal as they come. Okay. Even my daughter and I pray every day. Okay. But guess what? I don't, ha- I don't, I, I don't fight with them. I haven't, I don't right. fight with them. I don't have, because I don't like to me, the relationship is more important than me being right or wrong. As long as they believe in Jesus right. and they go to heaven, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'll see you. Right, and right. That'll be great. But I think, you know, it also, the peace also helps you with acceptance, you know, and there's a line in the big book that says acceptance is the answer to all my problems. And I remember learning that mm-hmm. like really early on and being like, wow, like no way. Yep. But there is a certain level of like, Oh yeah, I can't control that. Right. Absolutely. And I don't have to keep trying. So people, no, that's right. You, that's what I'm saying. Acceptance is a very, very powerful thing. Um, you know, people people have asked my wife and I, whose name is also Gina. Oh, that's way. right. I remember that. Saying. Yeah, yeah. So people people over the years have asked us, "How do you guys have such a great relationship?" And I'm like, "Well, we we have." Um, and again, no relationship is perfect. I know she aggravates me on some things. I know I annoy her on some things. Um, it's for sure. But the truth is, is that we, um, acceptance is a big piece of that. It it is, it really is. Acceptance will really help you forego the anger when she leaves lights on behind her in every room is I have to go behind her and, and turn them <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? Those little things. Like, do you need every light on? And I'm like, well, I kind of do. Right. It's not a lot of sun these days. 
Or electric bills. Yeah, like- those things. Right. That that really don't matter, you know. Um, and and we didn't we didn't base our foundation on the things that everybody else seems to base how they like each other on. Oh, do you like the same kinds of music? Oh, do you like the same kinds of this? Do you like this? Do you like, it doesn't matter. My husband and I, like she and I are. It's amazing when you can come together like that, because all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that's really neat. That's interesting. Like my husband, Mr. Music, he knows everything about all sorts of music and things, you know, and I, I remember they took me to a Beatles cover band and I thought, Oh God, this, ugh. like I, <laughs> the Beatles made me think of my brothers as hippies. And I was like, oh, I, I mean, I, I went, we had one of the best times ever. And I was like, that was one of the most fun yeah. concerts I'd ever gone to. I never knew. You know, so you're right. Like, it, you can't be like, you know, do you like chocolate? Oh, me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Doesn't matter. No. None of that crap no. matters. None of your likes, none of that crap matters. Now, your foundationals. Yes have to be in alignment. You have to be equally yoked, if you will, right? If you if someone is a Christian and the other person's an atheist, it's probably not going to end up no. working out, right? You just you have to have those things that matter in alignment. But how do you I want to ask uh-huh. you, like how do you how can people what would you suggest for people? How can how can they realize God's supernatural power? How? Oh, that's it. <laughs> That's a that's an interesting right? question, Brad. I I think the first thing I would say about that is that you if you do nothing else but be willing, because I, I think that, you know, it's important not to tell people, try this, try that, do this. Like the first thing I would say right, is a list. just yeah. be willing. Like even if all you do is go, okay, I'm going to be curious instead of defensive. Close Yeah, off. like, yeah. all right, okay, let me... Maybe you just say, hey, God, I'm... Listen, dude... I'm not buying this. I think this is a bunch of weird nonsense, but I'm going to just like give you a chance and I'm going to be like, Hey, how you been? You know, like something very small and little, you know, because God's a big God. He doesn't need you to like open up all the way. You know, I think about Paul and I think about some of the people I see even online who have stories that were like, you know, they were into new age and witches and now they're like Christians. And it's like, you know, God has, he doesn't need your, help necessarily when it comes to to that but if you can open up even just a little bit and just go fine all right you know i think you have to be willing just just be willing Willing just be willing yeah well that's what i'm saying okay so really that's all it takes but be willing and be honest yes as well right totally you just started it you just started it. Like I've heard of stories of people that who have who have sat down in a room by themselves and who have said, "You know what, God, I ain't buying this right. mess. I'm not buying that you exist. I think I'm an idiot for talking right, to you right, like right, this out right, loud right. With, with no one else around. I I don't buy it, man. Right. If you really, if you are real, do something. Right, show right. up, right? Just please show up, right? And something happens either in that moment. Right. But don't expect it to happen right away just because you, little little ant, are asking the Almighty God yeah, to do God, something yeah, right it's, now. It's, I mean, part of it, it's kind of like I think about the relationship with God and, and us a lot like a parent and a child. You know, like because people say, yeah. well, why did God let that happen? And I'm going, well, why don't you ask the five-year-old, you know, wh- what kind of mommy he thinks he has because he can't have candy every night. 
you know, mommy, you are so mean. Well, mommy knows that if I give you candy every night and that's all you're eating, your teeth are going to fall out, you know, but you're a five-year-old. We don't, God said, um, don't use your own mind to understand me because you can't, you know? And and I think the other thing is that it's important to remember is that God, if you think you have to understand God to believe in him, you're going to miss out. Because I, I say the same thing about like the relationship with a, a parent and a child or even the a love in general. I mean, you know, like we talked about a minute ago about your marriage. I mean, have I, has my husband been, you know, annoyed by me many times? Oh, wait, sure. Did he divorce me? No. Like, so, you know, just because like God may not do what you want the way you want, how you want it, doesn't mean that it, you, know, you, you can't, you can't try to understand, you know, if I say, well, let me, you know, like when I married my husband, I didn't send out, can I have a book? Let me understand how this works. You're going to, what is love now? Let me understand. Let me try to understand this. I just went, oh, I feel it. I believe this. I have the relationship. It's the same thing with God. Like if you're trying to understand it, instead of just experience it, you're going to miss out. Like, why do you stay with people? Why are you still friends with people who might've hurt you? Do you, do you, do we, do we, can you explain that to me? You know, I mean, there's things in the world that are not understandable or explainable. They just kind of like are. And I think we're trying too hard to understand God, you know, before we can experience him. Like, don't, right. don't do that. <laughs> just Yeah. Yeah. The need to under, well here. Okay. <laughs> here's a, here's a paradox for you. The, the need to understand God before giving him a chance, before allowing him to give you peace, etc., is is too big of a task. All right, too big of a task. But but putting faith in these institutions that will tell you to go get a shot and your life will be all better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's- from the people, right, from the from the institutions on down, the institutions who have lied to us yep. over and over and over again for money, the producers of the shots yep. who have lied to us and been sued for billions over the years, on and on and on. Yeah, let me put my yeah. faith in yep. those people. Yep. But hey, this God thing is too much. Yeah. I, I can't... Uh, it's, you it's know, that, that's too it's much. Really that's too far for me. It's, that's just such a really good example. It's about like, like my brothers all bought into all that. They were hippies. They were, you know, against the government and all this stuff. And you know what? I, I and, wow. Oh, yeah. And now what are they doing? Shot, 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 shot. Yeah. And it's like, um, do you have, but you know what I think is interesting? You know, I, 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 and I hate to bring him into the picture, but you can say what you want about like, the, the, the people don't want to hear about the devil, but the devil's real. Like, the, you know, and I think that what happens is, is, you know, he's a very tricky guy. And, and I think about this all the time when it comes to like, we, when, when we, when we talk to our kids and we say, don't take candy from a stranger, do you notice that the stranger comes with the candy? Like the stranger comes with the candy. The stranger comes with the puppy. Mm. The stranger comes with the ball. The stranger comes, come and play with me, blah, blah, blah. They never right. come and say, hello, little girl. I'm going to sexually abuse you. I'm going to kidnap you, <laughs> right? They go, right. do you want my candy? Yeah. And I and I, I've right. tried to say, like, when you think about what the evil people do, they never show up and go, hi, I'm the monster. They come right. in and they go, I'm going to save you. Take my shot. Right. 
I'm going to put yes. somebody in the White House that looks just like you think, and I'm, we're going to dance, and we're going to be one of the people, and I'm going to tell you all the things you want to hear. Well, that's what happened with yes. my ex-husband. He was a drop-dead, hottie, gorgeous guy and told me everything I wanted to hear and then raped me and beat me. It was, you know, you know like nobody comes, the devil doesn't come with horns and his pitchfork. He comes right. with the smile on his face and the music in his heart and goes, hey. Mm. That's right. Hollywood style, huh? Exactly. Yeah. He's a slick one. Yeah. I mean, and I, I you know, <laughs> and you just have to like, that's why I think wisdom if anybody's out there listening, the best thing I want to tell you to do is pray for wisdom. Mm. Pray for wisdom. That's right. Discernment. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, man. duh. I mean, are you? It's yeah. so amazing to me how people fall for the hook line. But we tell our kids, don't take for candy everything. from a stranger. Don't talk to the old man with the puppy in a trench coat. But you know what? Take <laughs> a shot from the nice man on the White House podium. Well, take or take it. Take the shot. Because the man who looks like Satan himself exactly. is telling you to do it. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, it's like use your brain. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. Critical critical thinking is 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 absolutely absent in our society. And I'm I'm I I really I like to on on these shows, especially with you know the, the next level news episodes and all this stuff, we I like to try to help people connect dots. Yes. Because the truth, yeah, the truth of the matter is is that, you know. Everything we just talked about, you know, it's, and again, don't take it to mean that we are making fun of people or. No, absolutely you know, not. Yeah. Or hacking on you or, or just ridiculing you. It's not, it's just, we're, 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 we're explaining what we see happening from an outsider's right. perspective because we didn't buy into it. That's all we're saying. And so we're hoping that you can develop a level of discernment to not fall for it next time. Right. Cause there will be a next time right. it is coming. So uh, again, I, w one last thing. How do you, is it the same answer you're going to give as far as how can you experience God's supernatural power? First off, you got to be willing, which means you have to, you have to open your heart to it. You have to be honest about it because the creator of your heart knows it better than anyone right. else. Sorry, you can't fool him, <laughs> right. right? You can't do you it. You can try real so, hard, but it's not going to happen. You, it's not going to happen. Okay. So how can people experience God's peace? Number one, is it the same answer? Is there a no, different I, I'm, Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I can tell you how I experienced and how I experienced God's peace. Um, and it, it kind of goes back to the parent child thing. Um, you know, in the most difficult times of distress for me, um, and I would say this to anybody, you know, we go to the movies and we we're eating our popcorn and we're jumping out of our seats. If it's a scary movie and I personally don't like scary movies, but you, you know, that's make, it's not real, but your body's freaking out. Right. So you're like, ah, right. If you are literally in distress, my, what I would say to anyone just to really truly start to experience God's peace, I would say, you know, if you know, and honestly, if you're having a flashback, you don't close your eyes, but if you're, when you can lay, literally curl up, you know, close your eyes, lay down in bed, sit up in a nice comfy chair, lay down on the floor, however you want to, and imagine yourself laying in Jesus's lap. Like I, this is what, what, what helps me truly feel the presence of God, like the peace of God. Now, and the more I've done this, the less I necessarily need to. So if I'm out in the world, like the peace just kind of is over me, if you will, for lack of a better word. But I would, I would say to someone, 
imagine yourself as the little child who just wanted her daddy to love her or your or the little boy who just wanted his daddy to play ball with him or whatever you know you, you're going to go and go daddy i'm freaked out man like i'm freaking scared i'm I, i'm sad whatever hold me because you're you when you you the body doesn't know the difference between real and perceived so what happens is your shoulders come down your heart rate comes down you literally physically have this response of peace. And all of a sudden, the more you do that, the more God, the more you start to realize, like, I remember even when I was in, in, in therapy, you know, years, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, and I was really struggling with the, like the, 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 some of the abuse and the history and the impact it had. And I hired a, a spiritual mentor. I don't like the word spiritual, but I'm going to use it here. She was a Christian woman and she helped me learn soaking prayer where basically you just put in the, the music of, you know, like peaceful soaking prayer music it's called. Um, and literally just laying down and being with God. And I went back to group, you know, like a couple of weeks after I started this and they, everybody was like, what, what happened to you, Gina? And I was like, Oh, what? And they were like, we're, you seem very peaceful. And I was like, Oh, like, you're never going to believe it. Like I'm doing this soaking prayer. You know what I realized? Like, no matter what, it's going to be okay. Like, what if I like die tomorrow? I believe I'm going to heaven. It's supposed to be really great. Like, you know, I'm God loves me. No matter. Like I always have a place to go where I'm safe. Suppose I don't have this job that I really, really want to have. I'm still a child of God. My worth is still, you know, like, no matter what, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that would be my answer of just imagining yourself, especially in your deepest times of distress and, and just literally open yourself up, open your hands up, lay on your back with your hands and just go, I got nothing, God. Like I've done that so many times. And I'll just imagine myself sitting like at his feet, laying my head, if I have to cry, I'll cry. But I think there's a, mm -hmm. you know, you, God just has this way of, you know, that changes your nervous system. That is stuff that does change your nervous system. Read the books. Like, you know, I never went there and said, listen, Lord, I'm feeling like I'm in a dorsal state. So I'm going to try to like calm my nervous system down. Do you mind helping me out? Like, because when right. you're a kid, you just want your mommy to hold you. And when we're an adult, we still want our mommy to hold us in a certain way. But like, where can we go okay. sometimes? Like if you don't have a spouse who will hold you, you know, I'm grateful and lucky that I can go to Frank and say, you know, my husband, I hold me like I, you know, but God has to be the first place that I go to. I mean, sometimes we go to God together and go hold us. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would say, I would say, I would even say the same thing. I'm just more of a, I, I just like a, I, I'm a more direct kind of cat sometimes. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I would always, I would suggest the same thing. Hey, even look, just be honest with yourself and be honest with him and just say, hey, look, God, Hey, you know what? I don't believe in you right now. It is what Here it is. You exactly. know that whatever. Right. But my life is a mess or this situation is I'm in chaos, man. I am just, I'm in chaos. I don't know what to do. I really need your peace. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, really need some exactly. peace, man. If you're real, bring me some peace, you know? Um, and I don't, I don't know how often what the ratio is of, of times where God will intervene right then versus not, or the next day or the next week, or I don't know who, how am I supposed to understand that or how he makes his decisions right. on when to hand down immediate peace that people can feel right. I don't know. That's not for me. Right. That's not for me to decide, but I think if, 
if you try it, if it didn't work one day, try it again the next day. You try the guru, you'd read the whole book from the guru, right? Before giving it a shot, give, give something substantive a real shot. Same thing when you think about dating or even, you know, with our, our children or any relationship, you know, you don't have one encounter and then leave. You know what I mean? Like you, right. I didn't date my, I, I, I literally told my husband the first time we had any kind of interaction online, like, oh, I don't no, Thank you. Because, like, you know, and this, I was like, I don't like your picture, which I, he knows that now, <laughs> but like I didn't. And I was like, right. oh no, you, I think people think that because God is supposed to be this God that they think automatically he should do a, B and C. And when he doesn't do a, right. B and C immediately, they go see, but here's my right, thing. Did you, yeah, did yeah. you divorce your wife the first time? Did you break up with your girlfriend the first time you had an argument? Did you marry the first person you dated? Like, I mean, how many right. people did I date before I got married? Like how many friends do you, did, did you just make friends with one friend and be like, Oh no, I don't need anybody else. You know, like you can't apply. You have to apply the same life things, you know, that you do with life to God. And people want to go, no, no, I, I said a prayer one time. It didn't work for me. <laughs> Right. Okay. Right, so, right. so let me get this right. You yeah. went on one date, and and marriage didn't work for you. Right. No, I I said I said a prayer one time. I didn't get what I asked for. It's, not for me. it's the same thing as if like if I was to say, yeah, I went to the gym once and did one set once, but I didn't get the exactly. Body I mean, like, it's come it, on, it, man. exactly. You know? you know, I mean, I was really hungry. I had a grain of rice. Right. And, but I didn't get full. I, mean, no, I don't know what happened, happened either. Like, what, God right. is a relationship, Nitwit. Like, I mean, for heaven's sake, like, stop trying to put these supernatural expectations, you know, that you think should happen. On, and, and it's a relationship. Yeah. Like, even Jesus was like, God, please don't make me have to do this. And God didn't say no. Like, you know, I mean, it, people just, the, the idea that God should come down and boom, boom, boom. It's like, it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. All, all relationships start slow. Right. Yeah. Um, and we don't stop having them just because one was a problem or we'd all be like living right. in isolation in desperate fear right. of like, Oh no, there's a person that ah, everybody get down. Right. You know, like. Yeah. Relationships start slow, but you all, you actually have to be willing, yes. right? You have to be willing. Oh man. So Gina, I, I always, I ask this question to my guests all the time and I'm curious as to what you're going to say. And it's the, the final question before we kind of close things out. So if, if you could leave the audience with just one thing that they could start doing right now that would set them on the path to becoming undeniable in their lives, what would that one thing be? I would have to say, just start talking to God. Mm. it's not hard just start just start i mean come on you talk to yourself you sing your songs you just talk to them right like (laughs) you know um the more i mean i I, you know one of the steps in my program the bridge to breakthroughs is relate it's one of the keys and i always put when i teach when i work with my clients i teach them to relate to god before i teach them to relate to self because Mm. when you know god as your father then you know who you truly are. Who's your daddy? Oh, I'm really not a piece of crap. No, you were treated like crap. You aren't crap. You know, so like right. just start talking to him. Like start, start. 
He's got everything that you want. Just you, you, you may not. I mean, listen. Nobody goes to the grocery store and gets everything they want all at once. You know, what I mean, like I'm gonna have all the food for the rest of my life in one shot. But no, like keep going back. Let's just start talking to him because then you'll start to realize yeah. that you are undeniable. You are you. Nobody can take away who you truly are as a child of God. Mm-hmm. God made you. God loves you. You're His child. That's where your worth is. That's not takeable. His peace isn't takeable. Right. You're not going to know that if you don't start just like hanging out with them. Right. Wow. Um, question for you, Gina. How can people connect with you? Um, if Also, if you want to take a moment to tell us about uh, the program you just mentioned. Mm. Um, and, and again, if you want to provide ways for people to connect with you there or a website or anywhere else, how can people connect with you? Uh, or to the program? Well, I mean, you can always go to my website, which is um, GinaRolkowski.com. And I'll spell that because everybody thinks Rolkowski is like a really hard word, but it's it's not really if you sound it out. <laughs> That's my teacher self. But it's G-I-N-A-R-O-L-K-O-W-S-K-I.com, GinaRolkowski.com. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me in, on Facebook, Gina Rolkowski. Um, you know, my program is bridge to breakthroughs and it is based on five keys of, you know, breaking, you know, experiencing short, small breakthroughs, which go work towards, you know, building up the big breakthrough. Um, and you know, I'm, you don't, you know, I'm this, this program is never one where I push my religion on anybody. This is simply helping you experience the peace that you long for by building a relationship with God and learning new life skills. Um, and in addition to that, so yeah, I'm on LinkedIn too, but it's Gina Rolkowski. So they're pretty much the best ways to get in touch with me. Okay. And we will link all of that in the show notes to make it easy for people to reach out to you. So, well, I had a blast. I don't know about you, but I had a wonderful time. God works in really weird ways. I'm I'm like, oh, I got to get off here and start taking notes on this. (laughs) He's had a couple messages for (laughs) me that I'm like, oh, I better forget that one. (laughs) Nice. Well, I, Gina, I really appreciate you making the time. Thank you for I having think, me. I think there were a lot of things that if people are willing, right, huh, they could, there are lots of great takeaways from this episode today. And I would encourage people to be willing to take away those takeaways and use those nuggets and just try them, just try them. And, and, and I don't know, I, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of people who tried it and, and were successful. Right. And, felt God and experienced him. And it's like, today without him. I would not be alive today without him. And I think on that note, I will thank you once again for making the time. I really appreciate it. I hope you will come back. I would love to come back. I would love to come back. I would love to come back. It was, it's wonderful to connect with other people who totally understand what's going on in my little head and my heart about God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And again, we're just, we're just, uh, this is not, um, I want people to understand this is not us pushing our quote unquote religion on you. Cause I, I don't, Jesus didn't do religion. I don't do religion. You know, it, it's, it, we're, we're just trying to give people another way to experience breakthrough, experience peace. And ultimately, even if it's not right away, ultimately land in relationship with with God himself, because yes. there is only one way to do it. And that's not to, sorry, it, 
facts are facts. If there's one road to a certain place, there's one road to a certain place. That's it. So again, (laughs) it's, if it's not for you today, maybe it's for you later on, but I just, I hope and pray that more people will hear this and, and think and and know that it's okay to get there, to start the path to getting there. Gina, thank you so much much, for your time, for your message, for your experiences and for sharing your life with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. I hope that it brought some authentic value into your life. Now, if you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you, I hate to say it, but then something is wrong with you because you clearly were not listening. So before you go listen to another episode, because I know that's what you're going to do. I know what I want you to do first before you do that is pay the toll so we can roll. Now, what does that mean? Simply share the show right before you start listening. So you get it done and you don't have to think about it later. And so I don't come after you and send you a bill and done it. So share the show, leave us a nice review because that helps us grow the show so that we can inspire the masses. That's what we're trying to do with this one little show. So remember, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. Make sure you always bless up mom and I'm out.